hearts and we are just overwhelmed at how much you, you love us. It's amazing, Lord. And thank you. Thank you for everything you do for us. Even, even these days after the resurrection, how powerful you are in our lives. We're, we're blessed, Lord, today. We pray it in your son's name. Amen? Amen. Amen. If you didn't get to see it, thank you, you may be seated. If you didn't get to see it, Emma was doing a liturgical dance with that. Yeah, that was great, Emma. Good job, honey. Well, if you have your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter 2 with this at home or here. I want to share with you today about the, I think I've shared this once before when I first came, but I want to share it to you again because it goes with this um, message that the Lord has put on my heart, that how we are his masterpiece. Now, this, this woman was 85 years old, Helen, when she decided she didn't have anything to do. She had just lost her husband, Bert, who had been in a nursing home for five years, on a um, feeding tube, and she took care of him every day that she was able to. She was up there all day, and um, it was just a, she's just a blessing lady. And so her her time was open. She had nothing to do, and she didn't know what to do. And she always wanted to be an artist, so she decided to take some painting lessons, and um, and she did it in North Canton. Take, pass that around, everybody, if you want to see it. She decided to do this. And, um, and as she was there, it was a well-known painter who was teaching some classes there and had um, big shows. And, uh, and um, they decided that they would do a contest to see who would paint the best rendition of one of her good paintings that was valued uh, in uh, close to the six-figure numbers. Um, just a tremendous um, painting of a, of a lighthouse. And so she was going to give that painting to whoever painted closest to it. Can you imagine? She was going to give the painting to him. So this girl, 85 years old, this is her first painting. She painted it, and guess what she did? She won the contest. And she has the other, well, she died, and her son probably sold it, I suppose. I don't know. But um, um, this is the only painting she did. You know, and, and she called me up one day. And I went down to see her. I'd been her pastor for eight years, and I went down to see her, and, and um, I knew what she was doing and everything, but I didn't know she had won. And she called me, and I went down to see her, and in the midst of it on her couch was these two paintings, her painting and the real fancy painting. And I said, my goodness, they do look alike. No wonder you won. And she said, uh, well, I want you to have one of them. You can take either one you want. <laughs> So you know which one she, anybody with, in their right mind would take, you know. But, you know, I'm not in my right mind, amen? <laughs> so I went right to her picture and picked it up, and she said, oh, I thought you would take the masterpiece. And I said, I did. Amen? I did, and I, that's every parsonage we've been in since. It's been on the walls, and it reminds me of a saint who was a masterpiece in herself. Not the painting of Harriet Wise, that's for sure. But still, um, a powerful painting with a great um, story that she would offer that up to me. And um, she was a sweetheart of a lady. You guys would have loved her. I want to talk to you today about masterpieces and what God calls you and I. He calls you and I a masterpiece. Even more than that, he calls us a holy priesthood. A holy, a holy, set-apart people 
But I want to talk about him calling us a, a, a masterpiece. And, and I started this on Wednesday, or Thursday night when we had our Ed Council meeting. I put all these names down and I've added some more, but I'm going to miss some. I just know it. But let me draw you a picture of some masterpieces I have in my life. Tim and Jane. You probably, guys probably don't know them. They haven't been in here for a couple years because Tim's a little, little susceptible to everything. So um, one day they'll be back. But Tim and Jane for two and a half years have been doing something for this church every week. Every week. Fred and Sharon and Kendall and all the people that are working back there, um, what has become, uh, what we chose to do to help people be in church has become a great mission, a great ministry. And it's um, just a valuable piece of work that they do back there. Amen? If you've been home and not been able to come, um, you'll see what I'm talking about. It. I, I just love it. It's a, they're masters at it. It's a great, great thing. Our brother Ken back there, he, I don't know if you know it, but he takes care of the parking lot. Make sure everybody gets bulletins and, and the, the service and communion. He just does great stuff. Um, Pam and Glenn, oh, geez, they do things we don't, you know, we don't even know when they come in and come out. They're just shoop, shoop. And they take care of this building uh, for help us worship, help us take care of these things. David and Jim and Niall now, um, you know, it, it's like don't, you don't have to ask for ushers. It's David and Jim, you know. They've taken that on, and, and um, David has been that runner for the mic and everything, and Niall will be there too. Cindy and Barb um, and their ministry of taking care of people, in the, especially in the in the time of loss, like with, uh, with Sue coming up. All the members of Ad Council, all of them are, are, um, are masterpieces in my mind. And then we have this new group of people that are coming along that are helping rebuild the sanctuary over there. They came in Thursday morning. I think it was Thursday morning. Jim was, or Joe, when was it? Wednesday morning or Thursday morning? <laughs> yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? It was a, they came in Thursday morning and created a big mess down there in the sanctuary again uh, and got everything pulled down so it's all good to be cleaned up uh, and people are coming in and out all the time. Um, it's really great. Um, the faithfulness of all of you have become that, that part that I want to talk about. If you, give, if you give a dollar or if you give $10, as long as you're giving it because you want to serve the Lord and, and honor the Lord, then... Your masterpiece, um, Joan. I forgot about Joan and and Barb and Phyllis Ann taking care of communion on Sundays. You know, doing all that stuff. All the all the choir. You know, I know I've missed people, haven't I? Do you have any masterpieces that I've missed? Anybody? Yeah. Who? No, 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 not me. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Oh, Jackie. You see, I told you. I knew I would miss somebody. Jack, Jackie is a masterpiece, isn't she? Isn't she, my friends? And what? That she was shown off. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And then Declan. Declan. Uh, yeah. And my friends Courtney and Jacob are here today. Praise God, they just got married here. And when did you get married? March. March the 12th. We're so glad you're here. Masterpieces in the, in the working, aren't they? Let me, um, 
Let me tell you what I'm going to try to do today. I'm just going to try to share a couple of things. And I know there's more masterpieces in my life than what I just mentioned. Claire Grace, how could you forget her? You know? She's a masterpiece. She told me the other day, she said, Now, Grandpa, you've got to quit coming down on Monday and Thursday. You come down on Monday and Friday. You pick me up at school and take me right to the camper. I said, okay. I said, have you talked to your mom and dad about this? Oh, yeah, they're aware of it. I said, okay. So I talked to Sean, and I said, uh, I hear we're, we're changing things. And he said, that's what she says. Whatever you guys want to do, it's up to you. So we're going down on Friday. Not this Friday, but a week from Friday. Masterpiece she is. And then my children, our children, hey, praise God. If we are a masterpiece, like I'm, ta- I'm thinking that God calls us a masterpiece. He calls us saints. He calls us a chosen people. How, how is it that we act like that? That's the key, I think, that we need to um, understand, that God wants us to act like we are a masterpiece. And I have just two thoughts that I want to share with you today. They come from a couple of scriptures. The first one's in Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 10. It goes like this. For we are all God's masterpiece. Hmm. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do good things that he planned for us long ago. My friends, this is the word of God for all of us. The thing we need to understand is that we were created by God, created for God, and we are created in that image of God. And if we can understand that and grab a hold of it in these days after Easter, after being chosen and rescued, then we can understand that we need to act like a masterpiece. And that's something that requires us to do it every day, not just once in a while, But every moment of our life, we are a masterpiece reflecting the things that God wants us to do. So the first thing that we need to do, I think, if we are going to act like we are a masterpiece, is to live up to our purpose in life. Live up to our purpose in life. Uh, God has created us. That's Rick Warren's um, um, main mantra of his ministry is that everybody has a ministry, has a purpose in life. Uh, The individual in the church all have a Uh, a ministry. And and I think uh, this purpose means that you and I have a job to do. So it's much more than, and I wanted to change that word from job to ministry, but I think we understand job more than we do ministry. But your job actually becomes your ministry. Amen? Amen? That's a ministry back there. It's not a job that Fred and his friends do. It's a ministry that... um, Jim and, and, and um, Dave do. It's a ministry. Every one of these folks that I've mentioned is a ministry, uh, and God has created... Well, I don't know about you, but I can't do that back there. Amen? You all with me? You ought to go back there and try it one time. All you have to do is push this little arrow. That's all you got to do is push that little arrow. You don't have to do anything. Trust me, just go back and push the arrow. Now, you have to do it in the right time, in the right place and everything, but that doesn't mean anything. Honestly, if you can push the right control on a mouse, you can go back there and run that. 
Because Fred has it all down. Fred has it all laid out to how the pictures come out every Sunday morning at home to the people who are watching it so they can worship with us in a powerful way. It's easy to do. Just go, Sharon, it's easy, isn't it? Piece of cake. Piece of cake. <laughs> when I go back, literally, I'm two or three slides behind. Always, because I'm still caught up in the one slide that I like, you know? <laughs> We have a job to do, and God has created us to do it. Now, I, I, I don't want to fly over this too much, because it's really important that you and I are a masterpiece, and every one of us in the body of Christ uh, have a, a job that we were created to do. You know? I know, I know, I know uh, Pam gets a little, she'd like to give me that head slap every once in a while, you know? Because she'll say to me, she'll say, do you think we should, could do this? And I'm looking at her, yeah, that's perfect. No, I, you know, she wants some input, huh? <laughs> I don't give her any input. Just go ahead, it's good. You know? I love it. <laughs> now, I'm going to say something terrible to you, so pull your feet back. But if you're not living up to what God wants you to do, then your, your potential is not good. Amen? God doesn't have a bunch of rules that we need to live out uh, he, he has rules that we have to watch and be careful of. But, but everybody, every one of us who are masterpieces, who know Christ, who are in that Christ event, um, it's like a vintage car, you know? Uh, I had, we had a vintage car one time, and, and uh, I was not allowed to drive it after, after Phyllis heard what I did. But I, I, I put 17 kids in that vintage car, and it wouldn't have been bad if Sean wouldn't have yelled out, yeah, Grandma or Mom, I was, I was up on the dash laying across the front window because there was no more room. And things didn't go good after that. And you don't take a Stradivarius and give it to a seven-year-old kid and say, here, have some fun with it, you know? Hmm, you know what I mean? If we had the original Mona Lisa, we wouldn't use it for the lining in your birdcage. Amen? We need to use these things that God has uh, made us do uh, or given us to do um, that we are that master piece of work that he's got and it's valuable to him. We need to live up to that purpose and, um, and take it and, and, and run with it and experience it and become more and more a better masterpiece because we still are doing God's ministry. Our job as being his masterpiece, and I, I share this almost every morning at 10 o'clock, is that God wants us to do nothing more than be his reflection. In everything that we are called to do, God wants to be a, uh, us to be a reflection that when they look at us, when they look at Floyd, they don't see somebody 300 pounds that looks like a, a gorilla, you know what I mean? And, and is um, crazy. What they see is a reflection of God's love because it comes from here. That's why the heart's up there. It comes from here and, and to be used for God's glory, not hmm, to be worried about things that I should say or shouldn't do. It, it all, when we are talking about being a reflection of God's love in our lives, it comes down to this. How do we treat others? Whether they're in front of us or not in front of us. How do we have conversations with other people? How do we talk with them? Do you know what I mean? I mean, we can... I, 
I, I walk out of meetings sometimes and wonder, geez, I, I thought we were all Christians in there. I thought we were all masterpieces. And we come out of there and we, we've said terrible things to each other. I just don't know how we can do that. Even outside of there. Even outside of there. And then how do we trek with each other? You know, not only how do we treat and talk, but how do we trek with each other? How do we walk in this journey, in other words, with each other? And if it's not being a reflection of God's love, then we, we have missed the masterpiece that he wants us to be. And the question begged then is, is uh, how am I representing Jesus in every aspect of my life, in every area of my life? How are people, when they look at me, they say, oh, no, not here. Here he comes again. I don't want to hear anymore. You know what I mean? Or wish somebody would come alongside and join us on this, this trek to building a new sanctuary, to doing whatever we're doing, you know, to going on a mission trip with the young people, to reaching out to folks right here in the community. What, in our, our daily life, we should be asking the question, how am I representing Jesus, and how am I reflecting his love? Amen. That's the first thing I want you to hear. If we're going to act like, act like um, we're masterpieces, we need to do this. Live up to our purpose of who God wants us to be. Amen? You guys all with me? Okay. As long as, as, long as you didn't leave me. thought you left me like Declan did. All right. If we're going to act like like masterpieces. I think the second thing we need to do, and, and these things are things that I see that don't happen in church. Um, as much as it should, it should, it doesn't happen in church. And if it doesn't happen in church, I'm afraid it doesn't happen outside these walls neither. But we need to recognize the value of other people. <clears throat> I had a hard time saying this, but... but uh, if I think that I am a masterpiece, if I believe that God has created me and I'm a masterpiece, um, then what does that make you? Amen? What does it make you? A masterpiece, thank you. Because what? Because God created you. And when we talk to each other, when we, when we uh, um, um, walk with each other, when we... When we when we care for each other, it's the person, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, think about that most unlovable person, that one that just makes your hair stand up on end every time, oh, no, they're not coming over again, are they? You know, um, <laughs> that person that, uh, that you just don't want to be around, that person that is, is, um, is just, uh, they, they're high maintenance, you know? You know what I'm talking about, friends? You know, that's the person Jesus died for. Amen? That's the pe person that Jesus said we need to reflect back that love to him. Our job is to be that reflection of his love, to, to invite them to come back in. I had, I had I, you guys all know, we have friends like that, don't we? Anybody here don't have a friend like that? Come see me, I have a couple. I'll invite them over to your house. No, you don't want to come here, but I have a friend that you can go to. <laughs> we should always be asking the question, how am I reflecting God's love? How 
if I'm reflecting God's love in a positive way, am I treating others that way? The New Testament is very prominent on this subject and very decisive. It doesn't beat around the bush. Look at them, um, our next scripture, um, Fred, um, in Roman, or Philippians chapter 2. Um, can you go there, Fred? He can't hear me. Can you go to the next slide? There we go. Yeah, Philippians 2, 3. Um, tremendous, tremendous time for us to think as we listen to this. Now, now listen to these words. Do nothing. Did you hear that? It's sort of, it's, it's sort of like that word all. I looked up this. It means nothing. It's not a, it's not a secret thing. It's you can do some. Okay? It says do nothing out of rivalry. Rival, oh, somebody say that word. Rivalry. Or conceit. But in humility, consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look out. Oh, geez, there's that word again. Everyone? That doesn't mean me. It means you. Right? No, it means everyone, doesn't it? Everyone should look out, not only for their own interests, but also for the interests of others. Make your own attitude. Here's that reflection. Make your own attitude out of Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be used for his own advantage. Now listen to this. Instead, he emptied himself. I love that. He emptied himself by assuming the form of a slave, taking on the likeness of, of us. And when he had come as a man, he, and then when he had come as a man in his external form. Hmm. If you don't hear it, if you don't hear it, selfish ambition and vanity are not part of being the masterpiece. The masterpiece is what, what uh, we are doing, and the key to what we are doing is to do what Jesus did. The same thing. It's not, a, it's not rocket science. We are to love the way that he did in, in our relationships and in our thoughts. <laughs> we need to go back to our purpose. I want to go back to our purpose of doing what God wants us to do. To, we have this job to do. So let me ask you, Grandma, how are you doing with that little guy? <laughs> doing good, aren't you? Uh, we all, as grandparents, need to ask that question. How are we doing with, every, with our children, our grandchildren, especially people that are raising their children, you know? Um, husbands, Jay, how, how are you doing? <laughs> New or been around for a while. How are you doing loving your wife and serving her? Wives, how are you doing? Loving your husband and serving him. Uh, let's, let's get real personal. How are you doing at your job? Do people know that you're, you're a, a Christian? Do people know that you're um, a person that has changed? How are you doing in your neighborhood? Hmm? How about online? Online is very difficult today to be a reflection, isn't it? And then the key is, how are you doing here at church? You know, in the days coming up, you're going to hear a lot of ugly stuff about the church as it goes through this split. And um, 
Um, people will say things and do things and, and people's lives are going to get changed and they're going to get hurt. And, and I hope and I pray that that doesn't come from here. But I know people and I know the church and I know folks and most of us don't know that we're a masterpiece that God has put in place for us to be healing agents, to be a reflection of his love in the midst of all the chaos that is about to happen. Even with building the church, rebuilding the sanctuary over there, it's crazy. It's crazy. We haven't even started picking out paint yet. Do you know what I mean? Amen? And it's crazy. And I, I want to challenge us not to fall into what the world would have us to do and not to, not to um, um, be without Christ in the midst of all this. Well, how do, how do we get that in our lives? Let me just share with you just real quick. The way we get the, to that point that we can act like a masterpiece is not on our own benefit. It's because of the power of the Holy Spirit and our time spent in prayer asking God to help us to know that we are that masterpiece. Asking God to uh, help him to reveal that in our lives so that it's so powerful in our lives that when people look at us, it's not because we're special or we do anything. It's because Christ is within us. His, his total being is seen in our hearts, actions, and love. We need to pray that he would help us not only do what we're supposed to do like that, but also to see others in a way we've never seen them before. If you've not seen other people of masterpieces, then we've blown them. Other people are masterpieces, my friends, and, and we come in contact with a lot of them every day, and when they walk away from us, sometimes they're saying, oh, gee willikers. And that should never happen. We should ask God three things to pray for, that we, we realize that we're that masterpiece, that reflection of his love, um, that he would help us see other people that way, and then that he would help us do that job that we have to do. Every one of us have that position to do something, no matter what it is. The key that I think is important for us to grab a hold of today is that every masterpiece has a closing date. Amen? When the, when the artist looks back and says, okay, that's it. When Helen looked back and said, okay, I'm not putting another brush to that paint, to that canvas, it's all okay. I have some news for you. I'm one of those masterpieces that's not done yet. Amen? And I'm going to say this, and I hope it's a surprise and a, not a surprise to you but God's not done with you neither. Amen? You know how I know that? Because we still have blood pressure. Amen? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for that. Thank you for revealing to us that we are that chosen people, that holy people, that uh, people that you call masterpiece. Help us to grab a hold of that in our daily life. So that when people come to us, they don't see us, but they see you. Put on our hearts. A lot of us are really busy, but put on our hearts if there's something we should be doing and we're not doing it, Lord God. Use this masterpiece. Every one of us sitting here, every one of us at home, use this masterpiece for your kingdom's glory, Lord, is our prayer. And we pray it. In Christ's holy name and for his glory. 
And all of God's children said, Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Let's stand.